My name's Shaquan, but a lot of people know me by my other name, Mad Skills. I'm an MC. My name is Mad Skills. Let's make some noise. I'm a DJ. Oh, yeah. I'm a ghostwriter for some of your favorite rappers. I'm not about to tell you who, though. But most importantly, I'm a hip-hop enthusiast. Hip-hop confessions is raw, unfiltered conversations with my friends revealing things that they didn't like, never knew about, I don't know, or never got into about hip-hop culture. So sit back. Oh, come on, y'all. Turn up the volume. Hip-hop. And listen to hip-hop confessions. Because everybody's got one. Here's a little story that must be told. And it goes a little something like this. this, this, this. What's good, world? It's your boy, Mad Skills. This is my podcast, Hip Hop Confessions, where I bring in my friends, my industry veterans, brothers, MCs, DJs, anybody that I know that just loves this culture as much as we do. And I get them to reveal something either hip hop related, music related, something that they've never told the world, something that we like to call over here a hip hop confession. And they get juicy. Listen, trust me, they do. I got one of my guys on, man. This guy right here is the lead editor. He's the lead hip-hop editor at Billboard magazine, man, which is a big thing because, you know, if you guys know, like, that is the the say-all, end-all of sales <laughs> in, in all of music. You know what I'm saying? He's recently listed as one of the top 10 hip-hop journalists of 2022. He is behind that uh, podcast that rocks out. You know what I mean? It's called Audio Mac Behind the Beat series. He hosts Grammy conversations. He's funded a scholarship for young, inspiring journalists such as himself. And he also got a rap song out. I mean, what does this guy not do? You know what I mean? <laughs> Give it up for my man in the building, man, right here on Hip Hop Confessions, the great Carl Lamar. What's good, bro? Man, skills. How are you, brother, man? Wait, wait. I'm Oh, yeah, we go, we go. You know what it is? I, I got a little, I, I, I'm so nervous because you know what it is? I'm talking to a, 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 a goat in my day because I can, I, can, I, can I give a quick confession before we even get started? Of course, of course. You're not going to remember this. You were one of my first interviews. Really? Back in 2008, 2009, I was telling the guys before the show, you had the million dollar backpack. Yeah. And this is before I had any real placements. I was writing for a website called More Hip Hop. Mm. And I, I, I interviewed you back in 08, 09. I was doing a little bit of writing for hip hop, uh, hiphopgame.com. Yeah, yeah. I remember hiphopgame.com. You know, and, and you wow, were. Wow, so we did an interview before? Back then. Yeah, bro. But I, I, was, I was in college at the time. I was like a, a freshman, sophomore at Howard, and I just got my feet wet in the hip hop journalism game. And you were one of the first guys I spoke to. And I always appreciate how gracious you were and how your pen game was so freaking fluid, especially over the soulful beats, man. Oh, and thank how you, you, man. You terrorize the fucking <laughs> yearly, the skills wrap up every year. Right, right. Um, so thank I just you, wanted man. to put that. that out there to show there was a little, you know, commonality yeah, we there. Yeah, a little history. Damn. A little something, something. Yeah, I remember uh, hiphopgame.com. That was, you know, that, that million dollar backpack was uh, one of those, one of my favorites. It still goes down. It's, it's just a good time in my yeah. life and just in music, you know what I mean? So, yeah, no, nah, man, that's crazy. I didn't even know that. We already Come got on. a hip-hop confession out the gate. Come on, man. Like, even, <laughs> even taking it back, I can take it back even further, man. I remember you you did the Life of the Party remix with Lil Brother, man. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite uh, Lil Brother tracks, period. Right. You know, so so when you got busy on that, I was like, ugh. Yeah, nah, that's the hom those the homies, man. Shout out to T Tay and, and Pooh, man. I love those dudes, man. Of course. I apologize if I'm fanning, man. You gotta, cause no, I'm all about giving no, flowers. Fine. I, lo no, I love giving fine, flowers to flowers to do, hey, man. 
I'll take them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I'll take them, man. Like, listen, so, you know, writing about hip hop, I, I had a, you know, I've had a few people on the podcast who, you know, it's usually a lot of, you know, rappers, musicians, producers. I, I've only had a few people that have actually, you know, their their foray into hip hop music was journalism. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, so how did you even get started in journalism? What what even made you want to write about hip hop or write in general? Man, um, I always tell this story. There was a show back in the day. I, I feel like an old head now. There was a show back on Nickelodeon called Doug, mm-hmm. and um, Doug used to walk around with a journal. And I was so in love with the show, and I was just like, shit. You know, I want to walk around with a journal too. So I would always right. pen shit in there, and it would be poetry. It'd be raps too. Right. Um, but when I really got into hip hop, so after I graduated from high school um, in 2007, I had my focus of being a sports journalist mm-hmm. and I went to Howard university and I remember my friend, the real was, HU, the real HU, not Hampton, <laughs> no shade. They got some oh, girls hey, over there. Hey, oh, hey, hey, <laughs> I, know, I, I know it's VA. I know easy. it's VA. Y'all got some girls over there though. Y'all got some girls over there. Shout out easy, to, shout out to easy on the VA Hampton. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, shout out to Hampton. Um, but you know, I went to Howard and mm-hmm. there was this girl that I was very cool with, and she was telling me, like, yo, there's some internships you should check out. One right. of them was Vibe. And, you know, I loved hip-hop, obviously, at the time, but I never thought about putting two and two together, about writing and, you know, hip-hop writing, hip-hop journalism. Right. My boy actually ended up sending me a link, and that Vibe was taking, taking on internships, or taking on interns. So I ended up applying. I didn't hear back for three months. Oh, wow. I, I, get a, I get a call on a Thursday, and they were like, yo, can you come in on Friday? Because we have one more slot available for the wow. internship. And the internship starts that final on Monday. God so, damn. So, Skills, you got to understand, man. I'm like 19 years old. I'm a broke-ass in nigga. In school. In right. school. I, my boys took me to go to Macy's to go get wow. an outfit for the interview. Right, right. And I end up doing the interview. They end up picking me by the grace of God. I end up being the youngest intern there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wasn't the greatest intern. You know, shout out to Danielle Smith, uh, Elliot Smith, yes, uh, Elliot yeah. Wilson's wife. Yeah, yeah, OG in the game. Super OG. You know, I was the trash intern because I was so scared of asking mm-hmm. questions. I was right. super hungry, but I was scared. But, you know, my drive ended up leading me to, like, network with people and my me network and I ended up writing for places like ballerstatus.com, ended up writing for hiphopgame.com and I started interviewing people like yourself. Like my first interview ever was like with Joe Budden back in 2008. Wow. And, and Joe at the time was my favorite rapper. Right. So being able to interview your favorite rapper off the rip. Yeah, off the rip. That's, that's crazy. To come in the game like that is crazy. Yeah, man. You know so that that really put a battery in me in my back. Like shit, if I could interview my favorite rapper off the rip, why can't I do this for real, for real? And then right. by the grace of God, shit just started going up from there. Damn, that's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Wow. So 08 was when it really when it all kicked in and like that, that was the opportunity that that started what you what you end up doing for a living. Yeah, man. 08. And there was a point where I, I thought about dropping out of Howard. Altogether mm-hmm. to to really focus on hip hop journalism because I was already cutting class, right? You know, um, your focus I was, was already somewhere else, Bruh, I would cut class, and you know, shout out to one of my mentors, um, Doctor Doctor Kendricks. 
but he hated the fact that I cut class. But one time he came in and I was using the classroom and I was interviewing Jadakiss on the phone for hip hop game. Mm-hmm. And he was like, wait, what are you doing here? Aren't you supposed to be in class? And he hears the, <laughs> here's Jada right. laughing in the background. Cause we talking shit. He's like, is that who I think it is? Right. And I'm like, yeah, that's Jada. He's like, the that's fuck you doing do. on the yeah? What the fuck you doing on the phone with Jada kids? Nigga, go to class. <laughs> but he was so amazed that you know, even though I didn't go to class and and skills, I finished school super late. It took me seven, eight years. I was a super duper senior. Right. But that was because I was so focused on other things. So mm-hmm. instead of going to class, I was trying to make sure my interview game was on point. That I was meeting who I needed to meet. That I was networking. Right. Um. So all throughout grinding. my college years, I was grinding. Yeah, grinding, yeah. You know, I wasn't doing anything glamorous, making little to no money. Right. But I, I made the sacrifices I needed to. Yeah. The, the grind ain't always glamorous. You know, most of the time it isn't. You know what I'm saying? I tell you, regardless of what it is, like, you got to put the hours in and put the work in. You know what I'm saying? I think sometimes these kids think that, you know, they can hit a button or, you know, they get some followers, they get a, they go viral or something, and, they, and it's like, I, I did the work. And I'm like, nah, that's, that's a fraction. You know what I'm saying? That's a you, fraction of the work. You know what's so crazy, man? Like, and, and swear to God on this, man, I literally just had a conversation with one of my peers in the industry today, and we were talking about entitlement. Mm-hmm. And we're, and we're kind of seeing it, not even in just, like, journalism, but all across the board in the culture. Like, with this right. newer generation, right. there's a sense of entitlement. Facts. You know, and, and I feel like I'm kind of like an OG now where I can say, like, you know, shit, bro. Like, I came from an era where you had to put in that work. Facts. And you were just happy to be here. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I wasn't getting paid until, like, seeing real bread, honestly, until five years ago when I started working for Billboard. Right. Other than that, man, I, I worked at Dollar Tree. I was a, I was a freaking stock boy. I, <laughs> I worked at freaking the gym where I was a freaking porter cleaning toilets. All wow. while I was in school and all while I was freelancing and doing interviews all at the same time. So, yeah, right. I might have a picture with, I just did a fresh interview with Wiz Khalifa, but I also had to make sure I made my 7 a.m. shift to go clean some shit off the floor at right. the gym. Right. You know? Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So, so speaking of the, of the grind, you know what I'm saying, clearly, you know, it paid off as, you know, as, as some would say, because, I mean, you just got named, you know, recently as one of the top 10 hip-hop journalist in the game. Like, it's yeah, a lot you. of people that write about hip-hop, bro. Yeah. So to be in the top 10 of that era, like, if anybody even told me I was top 10 rappers <laughs> in the world, <laughs> in the game, I'm like, all right, that's a lot of rappers. So, you know, how how, how does that make you feel? And, and can you give me a detail of, of your strong attributes and the things that make you feel like, you know, that made, that made them give you that title? Like, you know what I mean? You know, you know skills like, Ever since I was a kid, man, I, I've always been a strong manifester. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I used to have a line back in the day, and I would say, "But you know, be a legend." What, I, what would I say? By twenty-seven, I'm a legend. I would always mm-hmm. tell myself, "By twenty-seven, I'm a legend," and you know, I would manifest certain things. I always said Billboard would be my dream job. Right. By twenty-seven, I'd write for Billboard. I got my first piece published at twenty-six at Billboard. Wow. You know. Um, and I think my shiniest attribute, man, is just just being able to be human, man. Like, I, I, while I give flowers, like, you know, to everybody that I meet, I'm always happy to be here, man. But I take pride in such being, in, in, in being a conversationalist and also listening. Mm-hmm. I think right. a lot of cats nowadays, whether you're a journalist, whether you're a photographer, whether you're a creative, especially in the social media game, 
It's always about me, 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 me. Mm-hmm. Nah, it's not about the amount of followers you have. It's not about the freshest pick you got. I always right. wanted to make sure I told the story of the person behind the pen, the person behind the mic. I took right. such pride with every interview, no matter how big or small the artist is. I always right. would do my homework, research, and always make sure I was able to absorb what was being told right. in the story and just use my pen to craft it, man. And every time I talk to an artist, producer, whoever, it's a privilege, man, because being in this culture is a privilege. Like, I don't, I don't treat this shit like it's, like it's just some, something, man. This is, this right. is hip-hop, bro. Right, right. African band Bada. Yeah, a lot of our lives. Turning 50 next year. Like, yeah. if, it wasn't, if it wasn't for hip-hop, man, so much shit wouldn't be around, man. So Thanks. I feel like I have, I'm a messenger, man, and, 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 I'm, a, and I'm a gatekeeper for the culture, and I take that seriously and, 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 and with pride. That's dope. That's dope. So, so speaking of, you know, you, the, you, like you said, you treat, you know, every interview you know what I mean? You do your research, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Whether it's a new artist or a legacy artist or older artist. It's just 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 me just being curious. Has there ever yeah. been an artist that you wanted to cover and either it was like super hard to get the story or they kind of curved you? Or is there somebody that you ever wanted to get that you, you couldn't just quite get that interview locked down? And why? <sighs> you know what's crazy? I wish you can see, because it goes back to me being a, me being a manifest, I wish you could see my vision board. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I make vision boards started since last year at the 1st of January every year. Right. And I only have two artists left on my bucket list. Um, it's Drake and J. Cole. You know? Wow. Everybody else, I, I got. You know? Right. And I bring up Cole because this was back maybe Born Sinner. Mm-hmm. And I remember Love my boy. Album. Great album. Yeah. Great album. Um, I remember my boy, shout out to Peter Caden. Um, he was working at the Chamber Group, publicist for Cole at the time. He hit me up and said, yo, you want to come through to Best Buy and have an interview with him? And I, at the time, I was writing for Dime Magazine. I don't mm. know if you were, if you were, mm-hmm. uh, were familiar with Dime. Yeah, so it was a basketball publication. But with Dime, I ended up bringing the intersection of hip-hop and hoops. And I realized right. a lot of hip-hop cats love talking about hoops. So obviously yeah. Cole... That's of easy course, money he right there. Yeah, he yeah. Played, yeah. So he hits me up. He says, Yo, I want you to do this interview with Cole. Man, skills. I went and I saw the line of the kids waiting. I don't even know if kids today realize what a CD signing was. Right. But should be the, wrapped around a block. Nigga, that <laughs> shit was six blocks long. Right. And I remember me and my videographer waiting. We waited five hours. And wow. I'm I'm standing five feet away from Cole watching him sign, but I see him getting so tired. Mm-hmm. Peter so the comes, last thing he probably going to want to do is talk to you after this shit. Yeah. Facts. Peter comes up to me like, yo, Carl, man, is there any way we down. could... No, nah, no. Nah, is there any way we can do the interview next week? I'm like, yo, Pete, man, I just need 10 minutes. Because in my soul... Something told me if I don't get this interview today, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to get it. Right? I'm not going to get him. Because he, at this point, he's crescendoing. He's, he's going next level with it. Right. I, I'm like, Pete, are you sure there's five minutes? He's like, Carl, he's legit about to fall asleep. He's drooling right now. Right. So I'm like, okay. That was what was born center 2000. 
2011? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 20, yeah, 2010, 2011, somewhere around there. Yeah. I have never been within reach. Damn. For but it's you been were 11 that years. Close. I was that close. And not to say, you know, I can't get Cole, but at this point, and you know it with Kendrick, Cole, Drake, they don't yeah. need press. They don't. You know, they don't. And we had an opportunity to get Cole. Um, we had Cole on the cover for Billboard back in 20, this is around KOD. Mm-hmm. And um, at the time, I was just two years in as an editor. My team, I think they didn't feel like I was ready to do mm-hmm. a cover story. So they ended up giving it to a freelancer. And, you know, I have, I'm a competitive dude at the end of the day. I treat it like sports. And I was like, you, you going to give this nigga this, this shot over me? Right, right. Story ended up coming out okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that was the last time we had Cole. Right. And I tried shooting for him again at Dreamville Fest uh, back in 2020. Mm-hmm. I ended up interviewing Ebe, his manager. I'm cool with Ebe. Yeah, yeah, nah. So they, 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 they know, they know I'm waiting. Right. Nah, it'll happen. You, you know, manifest. We gonna make that happen. So, you and know what who, I'm saying? shout out to Elliot. That's one of my 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 big dogs, my big mentors. He and him and B Dot ended up inter- interviewing Cole at Dreamville. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last year we had the we had we had the opportunity to put, or not was it last year? Last year we had the opportunity to put him on the cover for Power Players. But we ended up going with Lil Baby. And that was a story I wrote. Right. So got it's, you, got it's you. there. So right. Cole. It'll yeah, Cole is, 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 is there. It's It'll there. happen. All right, well, ha- has there ever been a story that you wish you wrote? You ever, you ever looked at something and been like, damn, that was a phenomenal story. Not I wish I had the opportunity, but this is why this person is where they are. Like, damn, this was a good read. You know what I mean? Like. You ever had a story run across your your your, your radar like that? Mm. Man, that's a great question. Recently, recently, I'm gonna say no. Right. And that's only and and this is just it's unfortunate, but it speaks to the quality of of, of journalism yeah. right now. Thanks. You know, um, uh, the game is kind of saturated with trash. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's not a lot of skilled writers left. Right. Um, and to be honest with you, when I look for that that fire read, it's probably from one of my mentors. It's probably from a Daytuan Thomas from Vibe. It's That's probably, what I was about to ask you next. Like, what are what are some people that have inspired you from past and present? You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, no, Daytuan is definitely one of them. That's still my yeah, OG. Nah, shout out to D. Yeah. Yeah, I'm grateful to know that. Yo, I we still work in the same office. I was just with him yesterday, and he continuously right. gives me gems. You know, right. um, I'm so thankful. Elliot you Wilson. Said Elliot, yeah. Another big dog of mine, man. And, you know, even just going over to sports, because I still have a strong sports background. Like, mm-hmm. shout out to Scoop Jackson, Slam Magazine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Scoop, yeah. Man, I, 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 I'm waiting for the day to meet Scoop to just give him his flowers, because what he did, bro, my parents used to order me magazines to read. I would get the fucking highlights book. The mm-hmm. high, I don't know if you remember, the, like, highlights for kids. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. get highlights, and then I would get Slam. And I was a, a, a super avid reader of Slam Magazine. Anything Scoop Jackson touched was fucking right. gold, man. Right. So, yeah. And Stephen yeah, A. Smith, Scoop. of course. So those are my, right. like, if you think about it, that's my, my Mount Rushmore right there. I got it. I got it. Yeah. So, so you, you, you know, you work for Billboard Magazine. You're the head hip-hop guy over there. What, what is a day, you know, because a lot of people don't even, even know what it, because I don't know. Like, what is a day yeah. in the life like at Billboard Magazine? You know what I'm saying? Man, um, it's a lot, to be honest with you. And 
I, I I'm so grateful, you know, to God because man, it, it the emails and calls I get, you know, you'd be surprised. Like I'm like, how the fuck did this nigga get my number? Mm-hmm. And I deal with this to this day. People just right. finding out ways to text me, call me. It's a lot of answering emails. It's a lot of calls. It's a lot of mm-hmm. meetings. It's a lot of interviews. It's a lot of transcriptions. It's a lot of assigning news stories. It's a lot of editing stories, you know, and it's, it's, it, it, if this was me five years ago, like I remember when I first started at Billboard, I didn't get a fucking training. Billboard's my first full-time job, by the way, in journalism. Oh, wow. It's, it's my first full-time Damn, so job. so it was nothing before that. It was No, it was just freelance. Freelance yeah, shit, and then boom. You, you know what's crazy? I, I, I freelanced at a couple places, man. Double XL, Complex, MySpace, a lot of dope spots. Shout out to Vanessa San who gave me a shot at Double XL, mm-hmm. Complex. I was considered the go-to freelancer. So if, if there was a thing where it's like, yo, he's a top free agent of freelancers, that was me. Right. But cats never thought I was, for whatever reason, good enough to have a full-time job. Right. But I say that to go back to when I first started a billboard, my first two months, I didn't get no kind of training. They just threw me in the motherfucker. Wow. And bro, when I say I I cried, I cried at the office one night. It was like eight o'clock because I was so overwhelmed. Right. And, you know, the position that I have, I take it so seriously because skills, there's not a lot of this. Yeah. Right. In the building. Right. So the pressure and the responsibility of knowing, yo, I'm at arguably the biggest publication outside of Rolling Stone. Mm -hmm. And I'm a black man doing this. Right. That was tremendous pressure because I didn't want to fuck up. You know, I want to make sure we're represented on all fronts, not just the top 40 cats, the cats of the underground, the emerging cats. After some time and, you know, shout out to Gail. The legacy cats. The legacy cats. Yeah. You know, shout out to my counterpart, Gail Mitchell, who... I consider my mentor as well. Shit, no, you got to throw her in my Mount Rushmore. There's five now. Right. You know, if it wasn't for her, she's been in the game for over 25 plus years at Billboard for over 20 years. Oh, wow. Without her, without her, and she runs the R, she's executive director of R&B Hip Hop. If it wasn't for her, I don't know where I'd be right now with this company. You know, she she she's my backbone in this in this game. That's crazy, man. Are do you have any articles that you're most proud of? It's like picking, like picking any of them. You like you, you step back, like yo, I bodied that shit. Like I still got that shit in the tuck. Like you know, what I'm saying, you know, you know, you know, like that was a good one. You know what's crazy? I wish you could see this too, man. My my apartment, I have all of my cover stories, like mm-hmm. literally printed out. It's like a huge canvas. as you should. As it's you like should. those are I consider my championships. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So, I put it on the wall. Yeah. So my first cover story was with the baby back in 2019, and this is when baby was going crazy. He had Shug, he was doing all the features. He was the guy, right? And I remember, and you know, I love the fact that my team and my overall team at Billboard they trust me. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, yo, this is the guy right here. He's like the rookie of the year right now in hip hop. You need to give right. him that we cover. We need to cover this dude. Right. We need to cover this dude. And they gave me that opportunity as my first cover. And to this day, wow. shout out to my brother, the baby man. Like I saw him, we, we had dinner at say less just a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And you know, at the same time I wrote my cover story, just, just a few months before I lost my father, RIP. Um, wow. He passed away from cancer. And 
the baby lost his father that same year. Mm. So we're in the sprinter for the convo, and we're talking about achieving success at such a high level, but losing the biggest thing in your life. Mm-hmm. So that's why that cover story, that story itself, it has such sentimental value to right. me. I totally understand that. I yeah. totally understand that. That makes sense. And so when it when it comes down to covering, you know, hip hop in, in some of these publications that have somebody in the building that know what it is. And mm-hmm. then you like you said, you got a lot of people in the building that don't really know what it is or what it <laughs> means to people. Like what are yeah. some of the stereotypes that you, that you might run into when it when we talk about covering hip hop in journalism? Like is there any type of stereotypes? Because you know, with 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 rappers and MCs, we it's of course it's race, and of course it's like mm-hmm. the self expression of the music. But the music has already have been made by the time y'all are covering it, or that person mm-hmm. has already made a couple. They you know they made a couple dents in the game to where they need to be covered, or this person is the new up and coming thing. Mm-hmm. What kind of stereotypes do you face, if any, in hip hop journalism? Man, I will say this especially for our company. Because we're so we're the authority publication in music, and obviously we cover the charts. Mm-hmm. I think there's a huge misconception that just because you have X amount of chart hits, and I'm talking in terms of hip hop, you have mm-hmm. X amount of chart hits that's equivalent to how nice you are. Mm. Just because you yeah, have just because you're on the charts don't mean that you're nice. And that's why I made it my priority to this day, and it still is. <laughs> I don't cover just cats on the charts. Right. You know, and, and, you know, shout out to my team. We, like, back in, like, what was it, 2020, 2021, we started a new franchise called Rookie of the Month. And that's catered to R&B hip-hop artists. And it's not necessarily focused on the charts. I wanted to take it back to the source unsigned hype mm. type shit back in the day where it's about buzz, where it's about I'm talent. In, I'm in a no, no. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. Go, go. <laughs> here we you go. I know what it meant. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you know. Yeah, I know what it meant to the culture. That's what I'm saying, because you know what it is, man? Like, it's so easy to get lost in the numbers. Sure, if you have chart hits, I'm not taking that away from you. But let's talk about impact. Right. You know, let's yeah. get back to talking about creating a buzz in the streets. I, right. I'm, 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 I'm bored in 89. I'm thinking about Hot 97. I'm thinking about right. cats coming up to Flex, coming up to the booth, making that impact. Mm-hmm. You know, so Getting, I, having the streets talking, having the way streets before talking. a record come out or a cover or anything like, yo, he that dude, like he he we put the ball in his hands and he he hit the buzzer beater. That's and he what did it a couple times. He deserved that shot. You, know you already mean? know. Like, you already know the vibe skills. I don't even got to tell you. And that's why I yeah. say shout out to my mentor, Daytuan Thomas, because even with the double XL freshman, man, that's something that I, I love and appreciate so much because it wasn't just about numbers. It was about skills. Right. It's about putting your the eye test right. to determine the talent of, of right. an act. So that's right. what I'll probably say. That's dope. That's dope. So because usually, you know, when I'm on talking to, you know, people who are MCs or mm-hmm. DJs, I ask them about their top five. But I kind of want to switch it up with this one. Okay. And I want to ask you your, your top five most important or influential. Because I don't even know if we have five. So it might even not be. Five, but your top hip hop publications, mm. period of all of all time of all time. Now, in no particular order. Yeah, um, vibe. Yeah, Quincy. Shout out to Quincy Jones. Shout even out to though, Quincy Jones. Even though vibe was only created because of the source. You know yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, but like, we had, we, and, but shot, vibe had some iconic covers, man. It did, you know. 
Vibe was the first. I remember Vibe being the first magazine. I remember being like, damn, this shit big as hell. <laughs> Yo, this shit is it's, super thick. It's super, super fucking big. Like, the, it was just a big ass magazine because I know they were trying to in the same vein as Rolling uh-huh. Stone. Okay. So, Vibe is one. A vibe is one of them. Double XL. Of course. The Source. Mm-hmm, of course. Um, and I, I, I feel like I got to show love to the blog era, man. I got to go. I got to go rap radar. Yeah. I got to go rap radar for how it, it transcended. And then I'm going to go Right. I'm going to go between mm. Right and hiphopgame.com. So I'm okay. a little biased on hiphop game, but I'm going to go right, with Nah course, Right. Yeah, course. yeah, yeah. And hiphop game. Because a lot of cats forget how, how, how big the blog ever was, you know what I'm saying? 08, 09, 2010. Like, Skill, when, that's when, my era. That's my yeah, era. You know what I'm saying? When, like, when, when physical shit, you know, started to slow down, hand-to-hand started slowing down, and these kids was, was on these computers every day. You yeah. know what I mean? And you was getting chat rooms and, and, and message boards and, and shit. So, <laughs> you know, for me it was, you know, of course I was, you know, it's OK Player. Yeah, OK Player. That's the Source, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. OK Player. I'm going back and forth between them. Two Dope Boys was, was Shout very Shout out big. to Mecca, yeah. Shout out to Mecca and Shake. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not right, of course. Mm-hmm. Rap Radar, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, you know you know what magazine? I, I Of course I loved XXL because it just always looks so gritty. But you know what magazine I loved? It didn't have a... um. It didn't have a, a long, like long shelf life, but I loved it. Remember Blaze? Blaze, shout out to Daytuan, man. Yeah, Blaze, <laughs> man. I remember Blaze. I remember Honey. Remember Honey magazine? Remember, you remember King? You remember King? Shout out oh, to Daytuan again. Smooth yeah, magazine. Daytuan was King. <laughs> yeah, Damn, you feel me? <laughs> Damn, that's you know? right. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? Um, shout out to Smooth magazine. That was my first. Print publication back in the day that I wrote for. Oh wow, smooth, that's crazy, uh, smooth magazine. Man. Yeah, smooth. shout out to my boy. Yeah. Then you always had the, you know, the 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 the, the upstate New York hood, made the Don Divas and yeah, the, yeah, yeah. You know I mean, <laughs> the, the Fed joints and they shit. They had Ride, man. yeah, come yeah, on, Dub, uh-huh. Car magazines, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. nah, man, that yeah, those were those were the days because I. You know, I still, I was telling somebody, you know, earlier today, like, I still have, I used to buy Source magazines two at a time. Man. You know, almost like sneakers, like, put a pair on ice and read this one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I couldn't wait. I had, I used to have a subscription, but I used to hate paying for it every month and then it'll get to my house <laughs> late, but I see it at the record store and if I see it, I got to get it. You got you know to. I mean? So, um, yeah, nah, man, those, those publications was everything to us because it was almost like, that's how we knew what was what. Yeah. What was coming? What yeah. was what was dope? What the the impact? Like you said, we knew we could feel it in the streets, but they also showed us. I remember the source had the the source van. That shit used to go to college. Yeah, and it, shit. Went to, it went to my high school back in the day. Yeah, wow. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shit, when the source man. van pulled up, and you got some promo CDs and yeah. a free fucking source magazine. You might got a little little gym bag or some <laughs> shit. Nah, man, those are the days. But you like, know what's yo, crazy? Sauce. The publications were treated like record labels. They, they were like real competitive yeah. battles, like Elliot yeah. against Benzino, Double XL against yeah. the Source. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yan over at XL, his wife's over at Vibe. You know what I'm saying? Like there was still <laughs> right. that competitive fervor. You know, and I, right. I always jokingly say, I'm like, shit, man. I'm grateful where I'm at, obviously. But if I was a journalist back in the '90s, 2000, <laughs> right. Oh, man. Had that shit on lock. 
Sheesh. But but it was so, so much competition back then, man. So, right. Yeah. Right. So speaking of competition back then and, and how we are now, and you know how we get our media now. So mm-hmm. what would you say, how, how, how does today different from how we covered, you know, uh, hip hop in the past with the, with the invention of social media and technology? Man, you know what's so crazy? And I, I fall victim to this as myself because of social media, man. Let's say you're on Instagram. You go down, you're probably following the Shade Room or you're probably following Double X. I don't follow no gossip blog. Even better. Thank you for that. But I I'm don't, gonna get... I don't follow none of them. I don't want to see know... that shit. Because my, my, my thing is, it's so much, not to cut you off, but it's no, so no, no, much go, go. bullshit. It's so mm-hmm. much bullshit that I don't want to, I don't care about and I don't want to know about. I'm like, if this shit make the six o'clock news, then I need to know about it. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck who threw a shoe. At whoever, or that's who real though. Gets to, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, if it gets big enough, it'll make it to my ears. I'll, I'll but I don't want to, you know. I, I like to see, you know, funny shit. I like to see uh positive shit and of uplifting, course. enlightenment, and the homies. Of I don't want to see no. I don't want to see no gossip shit. And you know what? And I don't blame you because you and you and you're gonna get. You walked into my point. A lot of people now, unfortunately, back in the day, we would. Type in two dope boys. We would type in doublexl.com. Mm-hmm. Now, because of the advent of social media, all you got to do is go down your timeline. They have the headline. That's the story. People mm-hmm. don't even bother to click to read. read the story. They're going off the headline. And what's so unfortunate now, something like a shade room, a lot of places are doing salacious clickbaity headlines. Yeah. So you're not getting the real story. Right. You just you just look at the headline and you're they like, just okay. need you to click. That's it. But and it's th- funny because a lot of times you'll say click. They'll say click bio for more. Don't nobody ever click. Nobody more. clicks it. Nobody because you know why? It's a thing where it's like, yo, um, Chris Rock slaps the shit out. I mean, Will Smith slaps the shit out of Chris Rock. That's all I see, and that's all I feel like. I I, I know what the story. is. all I need to know. Right. I don't need to know how it got there. Right. Damn. You know? Yeah, you're right. When you think about it, damn, that is right. So the appetite is different, man, and 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 it and it kills me because you know readership. There's people, there's still people that read, but a lot of people want that quick fix versus mm. oh having to read fucking two thousand twenty five hundred words of a story. Right, because it's almost like when I when I think about it, like you know they you know the actual print magazines and shit have become a way of the past because. You know what I'm saying? We we like you said, it's so clickbait. It's that salacious mm-hmm. headline. We don't want to read 2,500 words. This and yeah. third. It's almost like social media put Playboy out of fuck the business. I don't even want to get a magazine with naked <laughs> girls on it because girls Why? naked all day on the gram. On the gram, I don't. I, I got don't my even quick need fix right like there. That. I don't need. I need to pay for. I need a mag seven ninety nine for what? What? Like, oh, I nah. ain't paying for that. Nah, nah, you know what it is? They're not paying $7.99 for the mag, but they're paying $7.99 for the OnlyFans. Facts. But I ain't that in the, I'm not in I'm not that into you being naked. Like, I, I'm, I'm the <laughs> worst, bro. Shit. Like I'm 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 even a strip club snob. I don't I don't I only been to two strip clubs in my Work. life because I don't believe in giving you no money because you're naked. Like, like if I, I ever went like the, the homie, bro. 
if I ever went like and the homie was like, yo, we all meet, and I'm like, all right, cool, I roll with y'all, you know what I'm saying? Oh, so <laughs> Kev getting married, man, we all going, all right, cool, I'm here. Soon as the girl walk over and say, hey, daddy, like, I'm like, baby, go ahead, I'm not gonna give you no money. I'm, can you bring me some more ranch for these wings, though? But I'm not giving you no, I'm not, because I, I, I don't even wanna waste her time. That's real. You know what I'm saying? I don't even wanna waste your time, baby, baby girl. Go ahead, go. See that dude right there with the beard? He, he, with, he with got the you. He got you. I'm not going to give you no money because you're naked, boo. Listen, I, I will say this. this. Strip club food is amazing. Um, a very underrated. But <laughs> right. uh, but but no, I, I, I agree with you 100%. I think it's crazy right. you saying that because I feel like VA probably has some popping-ass strip probably clubs. Probably do. I wouldn't even know. <laughs> I wouldn't even know. I love that. <laughs> probably buy that motherfucker every day. You wouldn't even know. So listen. I love that. The pod is called Hip Hop Confessions. Of course. So we're going to get straight into it. I need it from you, Carl. Yeah. What is your hip hop confession? Man, um, I, I have a few, and I was telling the guys earlier. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it like in, incremental steps. I'm going to do okay. baby steps. Bet, bet. Uh, I'm going to go with lightest to probably my, my most favorite. Um, so when Watch the Throne came out, we had a Which huge I listening never liked. party. I never liked that album. Can I, can, I, can I give you a virtual high five? Yeah. Can I give you a virtual high five? Because that's my confession right there. I hated the shit out of that album when it came out. Hated the shit out. I was telling the guy that because I was thinking about it. I'm like, yo, we had a, like a listening party, literally my boys and I. And, but I blame it on the fact that because I love it now, I think I wasn't equipped or, 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 or in the right state of mind to appreciate that kind of work. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on why it was. I thought it was too decadent and snobbish because I can't relate to any of the shit these niggas is talking about. The beats, obviously, they're, they're glossy as shit. Another oh, you build me. You build me. <laughs> like, and like, 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 it sounds good. It sounds clean, but I could, there's no relatability. You know why me. I was mad about it? Because you, Fucking pump fake me with Otis. Otis is hard. You pump fake me with Otis. <laughs> so when I heard Otis, uh-huh. I'm like, oh, these two niggas about to make a hip hop yeah, album. Niggas was yeah. like, oh, oh, RZA's on the album. Yeah. We got a classic Pete Rock beat on the album. Fucking the Neptunes on. I'm like, because at this point in their career, I'm like, these two guys can make a boom bap hip hop album and it's still going number one because yeah. of who they are. Yeah. When I listened to that shit, I was like, if I was in Ireland <laughs> and I was, I had a, I had an old castle as a hotel and my whole crew was staying there and it had a moat in it. And I was eating dinner with Bono, <laughs> and Gwyneth Paltrow came over, and we had snails and escargot. This is the album that this I would have made. <laughs> and if that was yeah. what they was doing, and remember, remember when the blogs threw up the, you know, the quick little Watch the Throne yeah, documentary, yeah. Uh-huh. and I saw the making of it, you know, yeah. live at the Mercer. Yeah. I'm like, okay, the, I get it. In the it. hotel rooms, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, I couldn't, I couldn't get jiggy with that shit at all. Because you, but you, but you know what it is. But they still have some joints on there, like New Day, that 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 RZA I did. Like really, I, I still I like, like that. Like Murder Otis. for Excellence. Yeah, I like Otis and Niggas in Paris. Shout out to Hip Boy. Oh, I like I like uh, Church. No Church in the Wild. No Church in the Wild. Yeah, like I, it's it's tough, man. Because you know what it is, and I, I give Hova pass on this, man. And this is why 
Hove is my GOAT, but this is why cats like Kendrick, man, are climbing up the fucking ladder, So Hove bro. is your GOAT? Yeah. That's dope. I ain't mad at you. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I, I, no, no. I, and I say that, I mean, and I'm not Damn, even talking wrote, off the I stats. I for your GOAT. That's crazy. Now, oh, hey! I mean, listen, I know you you top five no, Ghost no, Riders. Don't not, do that. Not a, not a song <laughs> I'm talking about. I'm talking about the, uh, the, the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction rhyme. I, I ain't talking oh, about the song. Oh, I was going to say, I know you top five Ghost Riders. I mean, shit, if there's something I, I need I to know. I ain't never wrote for Hove in that banner. I ain't even going to tell. I ain't even going to cap that. Oh, I did write for him, but it wasn't a song. I love that. Nah, nah, like, Hove... Hove is my goat, man, because, you know, I think of, like, just the memories that come with uh, me growing up in hip-hop, man. Reasonable Doubt. Fucking unruly, man. That shit's yeah. fucking... Blueprint is my favorite Hove album. You know, mm -hmm. Blueprint, Black Album. And I said this to my boy over the weekend. If he decides to say, fuck it after 444, that's how you walk out. That's how you go out. Yeah. That's how you go out. Yeah. Um, and so he's my goat. If I say my goat right now, I mean, I think it's Drake. You know, it's a toss-up mm -hmm. between Drake and Kendrick. Hell um, of a run that Drake is still on. I've never bro. seen it. Hove never, Hove didn't even have a run like that. Drake just, is on like his 11th, 12th summer. It's, so let me ask you this, man. And I don't, I don't, I don't want to deviate, as, uh, but, I'm, but I'm curious. You know, this is the journalist in me now asking, man, because obviously mm -hmm. your pen, potent as fuck, Hall of Fame worthy. Did 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 the did the ghostwriting allegations take away any luster for you uh, uh, as far as Drake's excellence and what he does as an MC? Nah, nah, because I didn't feel like, you know, sometimes somebody just give you some shit handwritten on a platter, that's just good, and it's yeah. it, it's good, it's good business sense mm -hmm. to take it. Mm -hmm. It was good business sense for Ye to take Jesus Walk. Shout out to Ron. It Pat. just. It, it was just good business sense. Like, ain't nobody ever heard no shit like this before. You can do it. It might end up on your mixtape. It might get a couple plays on your, your whatever. If I do it, it's mm -hmm. going to change the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's exactly what happens. So sometimes it's smart enough to be, to be the smartest person in the room. Like, like yo, I'm a, I'm a how that go again? Oh, that's fire. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And all I got to do is give you some credit and make sure you get paid. You know what I mean? Because when I when I tell people all the time, like when we make when I when I send out references or say I work with a, a, a R and B artist and she's mm -hmm. singing the songs and we cutting the demos, I always tell the person, don't over sing it. Mm. Like I don't actually I want you to under sing it because I don't want to send this to somebody and they go. Well, shit, who, who is this? Because she killed this shit. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Y'all no, don't no. need me on this shit. <laughs> I don't want nobody to go, I, I what am I supposed to do with that? I mm. want somebody to hear the reference and go, yo, that's your fire, nigga. Send me the files. I'm going to kill it. Watch where shit. I take it. Exactly. Watch what I do with it. Mm -hmm. You don't want people to go, who, who is this singing? Because that means they like the person. I don't want you to like the person. Like the song. Mm. I don't want you to like the person. Mm. You know what I mean? So, so you didn't, you wasn't crazy about Watch the Throne. Well, we we in the same boat on that. Yeah, I, I wasn't crazy about. It. I appreciate it more now that now that I'm older. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, that was that was one of my gripes back in the day. What's um, the next one? So <laughs> I didn't. You said you're going in increments. I'm going increments. I didn't tell the guys about this one because it literally just popped in my head as you were talking. So shout out to my brother Rick Raw. Shout out to Rose. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to his house. Um, <laughs> at the start of the pandemic, I went to the Promised Land. Right. 
and coming to America house. Coming to America house. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie Murphy wasn't there though. Uh, we and I end up doing a video interview with him, and this is probably the first interview I've done in person. This is at the start of the pandemic. Okay. Um, so this is not the start of the pandemic. This is when shit starts calming down a little bit. This is February 2021. We go to his house right before Super Bowl weekend. We kill the interview. It's all good and everything. Before that interview, I, myself, one man, I ended up re-sparking the 50 Cent Rick Ross Oh, shit. (laughs) I'm going to tell you how I did that. I'm going to tell you how I did that. I interviewed 50 around the time R.I.P. Pop Smoke, Pop Smoke's album came out. And he, 50 executive produced that album. So I interviewed Fifth for Billboard. It was on Zoom. And I remember there was a clip going around. And Double XL had posted the clip, and it was a clip of Rick Ross singing 50's verse on Hate It or Love It. Ooh. That's a fucking nugget if I'm a journalist. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I, I, I'm talking to Fifth, and I'm like, yo, Fifth, I got to ask you. Because I always save my controversial questions for the end. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't fuck up the... Because, the yeah, yeah, because you don't want to buy interviews and, and Niggas will walk we're, out. We're done here. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good. But I know Fifth. Fifth's not going right. to walk away from it. So I'm like, all right, you know what? Let, let's, I'm curious to see where he takes it. So I'm like, yo, Fifth, there's a clip. Going around of Ross singing, <laughs> hated or love it. And he said, This is the best shit this nigga ever wrote. So, fifth, I'm gonna flip it on you. If you could pick a song or verse that's your favorite of Rick Ross, what would you pick and why? And he's like, Yo, hustling. Nope. Mm. I like that. I like that joint. I think I'm Big Meech. Larry Hoover. He's talking right. about BMF. And he was like, yo, I ain't going to lie to you. Before the show came out, I ain't going to lie to you. When I heard that shit, I said, yo, that nigga got it. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, Fifth. Fifth's always going to come with the backhanded compliment like, yo, right. you know, I, I, I fuck. I, yeah, I fuck with it. But that nigga's still a fed. <laughs> like, right, right, that nigga's right. still a fed. I don't really fuck with him like that. But that shit's hard. Yeah, he you know what? He's not going to give you the whole compliment. I might, go, I might go far enough and try to holler at him and try to see if I can get the record on BMF. So, Skills, you know what ends up happening? God works in mysterious ways. Two weeks later, I have an interview with Ross. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, Ross, you know, I spoke to Fifth the other day. And Fifth told me his favorite song of yours was BMF. Right. Would you clear it for the show? And he's like, yo, Carl, that little nigga told you that song was his favorite? I'll clear it under one condition. He has to go to Checkers. Matter of fact, now he has to go to a Wingstop. Mm-hmm. He has to hold a Bel Air bottle in front of Wingstop. And he has to tell the world how Rick Ross is his favorite rapper. That's why I didn't have. <laughs> and, 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 and he got to, and he, I want him to see all, all decked out with the block bottle promoting my shit. Yeah, Bel Air. Yeah. It gets to the point. Where fucking one of the niggas that's close to Big Meech ends up commenting on the whole back and forth. Because that shit ended up going viral. Right. I remember that. It ended up going viral to the point the niggas like, yo, there's no, I'm cool with 50. I'm cool. Like, there's no bad blood. Right. We good over here. We good. Now, I'm going to take you back to when I went to Ross's house. I go back. I go to Ross's house. This was months after the shit. Ross is lit. He's looking over the water. He has like a huge ass fucking pond. 
Right. And I'm like, yo, Ross. Yeah, I'm like, yo, Ross, why you never cool. I'm like, why you never cleared that shit for fifth? He's like, you want me to tell you why I never cleared that shit for that little nigga? Come here, I, I want to show you something. You see that fucking, you see that fucking water. Carl, my mother could come right now and she can go catch some fish with a bare hand in that water. That monkey, that monkey can never do that. Why would I give that monkey any money? I'm not giving that monkey no money. I love power, but I'm not. I'm not giving that monkey no money. Right. So it's literally, shit you just don't do. There's certain shit you just don't do. I'm not gonna help do. you. I'm not gonna help you, nigga. Just certain Find shit. Another song. But 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 skills. You know what's so crazy? And I and I and I was thinking to myself at the time. I was like, yo, it would be so big for hip hop if these niggas ended up doing a verses together, like. I know 50, I mean, Ross did his verses already, but if you do like a 50 and Ross or 50 and Ja, that would be a game changer. Now, now, mind you, I do realize that sometimes niggas want to see the beef in, right? Because I've been on the other end of that. Niggas, uh -huh. I think for the culture, man, y'all niggas. <laughs> for the culture. Out. And I'd be like, nah, fuck that nigga and the culture. <laughs> if that's what you want me to do. You know what I'm saying? Especially if it ain't no bag involved. Because yeah. like 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 we was just talking earlier, you know what I'm saying? The, the, it, it be the disrespect. So it's like, <laughs> nigga, do and, and I'm a Gemini, so I have a hard I am time. Too. I, I am have too. a hard time forgetting what a nigga said. A thousand percent. So I'm like, but remember that time you said you My skills. I'm, I'm gonna fuck your head up right here. If Gucci and Jeezy yeah. Gucci killed Jeezy's man. Jeezy sent a nigga in, to go kill self, Gucci. In self-defense. Yeah, but you killed my you man. You sent a nigga to kill me and I put him in a box. But you telling me them niggas could sit for 90 minutes, two hours and do a versus, but other niggas can't? They grew up. Them, them niggas grew up. You got to grow up. And here, as, listen, listen, I'm going to tell you a line that you're one of your favorite rappers said. Listen. <laughs> He said they do it like he said they do it like their fathers did. They never show up. up. It's a lot yeah. of niggas getting older, but they don't grow never up. Never grow up. Yeah. It's a lot of niggas getting older, but they never grow up. It's a mind thing, bro. So now now mind you, them two niggas Jeezy is a different person now. Of course. He's Jeezy. Reverend Jeezy. <laughs> listen, Jeezy, listen, the snowman is gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that man has moved on. That man's life is different. He, that man, man, a weight guru. <laughs> Nigga's skin look like Beverly Johnson out here. Like, you know what I'm saying? He looked good. Gucci did the same thing. Glowed Go up. up. Yeah, Gucci yeah. glowed up and did and did so better for his inner his inner self. When that nigga came out, we didn't even know if he was the same person. That's a he, fucking glow up. He is one of the nicest niggas to this day. This was but, the same niggas that slapped women on stage. Go ahead. But that nigga still be like, hey, fuck that nigga. He has, a, and that's the thing. He has a trigger, and he showed a little bit of those that side the at the verses in the verses. Yeah. We smoking on Pookie tonight. Yeah. Said, oh, <laughs> yeah. It came in flashes, but when it came, oh nah. I felt bad, but hey man, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was that was that's is it one more after that? Got I got I I I'll I'll give one more and a bonus. Um right. I'm gonna I'm gonna give my currency story. So back out when shout I was in Shout out to Spitter, man. Yeah. When I was at Howard, man, um, this is my sophomore what year. What year did you come out of Howard? 
So I went to Howard for two years. I went from 07 to 09, and then I transferred back to New York, and I finished here. You from New York? I'm originally from New York, yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Right. So, so currency. I, so currency. So Spitter, so Spitter used to work with my boy. Shout out Devin Chanda. He was a kid I grew up with back in Long Island and went to high school with. He was actually the first dude who gave me my first print publication article because he was oh, an wow. editor at Smooth Magazine. So mm -hmm. this is a kid my age, mm -hmm. an editor at Smooth Magazine at the same time. And him and Currency were cool or whatever. I think he gives Spitter my number. Or I, no, I interviewed Spitter. I interviewed Spitter and he knew Devin. I interviewed Spitter and it got to the point where Spitter would call me while I'm in class, just randomly, a bunch of times. And he would call me for career advice. Oh, so this, this is around the time, nigga, I'm 19 years old. So <laughs> you want me to tell you about your career? <laughs> you feel me? And this is after he leaves the whole young money situation, you know, with right. Wayne and everything. Right. And he's like, yo, big dog. You know, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you feel me? You're like, like, I'm yeah. still a pup, nigga. You feel me? He's like, yo, big dog. Like, you know, the machine, man. I don't be fucking with them niggas, man. He's calling the big label the machine. Right. He, I, I, don't, I don't know if I want to entertain it. So I told you, Joe was one of my favorite rappers, and he was somebody like I was very close to in terms of the interviews. Um, I remember Joe put out an album in 09. I think it was Padded Room. And he did it under this label called Amalgam Digital. Mm -hmm. And I was telling Spitter, I'm like, yo, Spitter, since you're tripping so much off these labels, there's a spot that I think you would like. Joe just put out his album there. Go check out Amalgam Digital. He's right. like, Amalgam Digital? I'm like, yeah, bro. Like, go check it out and see what's up. Right. Skills, test I probably... The test the water. Skills, I did not hear from that man again. But guess what? <laughs> His next project was under Amalgam Digital. Wow, that's dope. Ends up signing with Amalgam Digital. Did a few Jet Life projects off there. Right. Man. That's so, hard. Yeah. Yo, big dog. Yo, big dog. <laughs> Yo, big dog. But you know what I love about that story is because he's a pillar for independent artists, man. He's mm -hmm. done, he's continued that path ever yeah. since then. And, you know, he's one of the legacy acts that still continue to thrive on that circuit. I know a bunch of labels came after him, major labels, and he still said no. Right. So that's dope, still maintaining your, 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 your independence after right. a decade. Yeah, that's dope, man. man. That's dope. I, I always fuck with Spitter, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I some of some cats on my team, you know what I'm saying? Uh, have done videos for him or whatever. Like I've always been a fan of his work and just his, you know what I'm saying, his his productivity. So it's crazy that he, damn, yo, big dog. I wish I got a credit or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, like thank you. And, and, and thank, you know, back you then know it was digital and shit. Man, crazy, man, I didn't even get a text back or nothing, but it's all good though. Shout out to Spitter, man. Hey, man, listen, it it, it does happen, man. It does happen. Um, it's a and cool then my dude, I can I give you my bonus? Yes, let's go. Actually, shit, I'm and damn, I'm stuck, man. I, I'm conf I, I'm not sure which one you like. If you if you allow me to give you two more, let's go. You so I'll go with this one. I go with a, a different way. So shout out to Mickey Fax. That's my brother, man. Um, super dope spitter. I think he's a Jedi yeah. with the words. Yes, very much so. I remember this is around the time of 2010, 2011. So around this time, I'm still freelancing. I interviewed Mick for Hip Hop Game. He loved it. He stayed in touch. Mm -hmm. I remember I'm working on my own music at the time and putting together a project 
And my, my boys were like, yo, you, you cool with Mick? Why don't you hit up Mick, man? Why don't you see what's up? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, bet. I'm going to hit up Mick. So I hit up Mick like, yo, Mick, man, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I rap. He was like, what? <laughs> send me something. <laughs> so Skills, right. I'm mad shook. I'm like, yo, what record I'm going to send him? They're like, yo, send him that right. never looking back record. You just finished that shit. Shit is hard. I'm like, all right, bet. This is my first single ever. I send it to, to, to Mick. Mick takes forever to answer me. Finally hits me back. And he puts, yo! So literally, I'm OD hyped. I'm like, yo, I think, I think right. Mick just hit me back. I he said, yo. Yeah, Mick said, yo, dog. That beat? Yo, that shit is hard. <laughs> and I'm like, word. Ah. I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, yo, Mick, what about the song? He's like, yo, dog, that, that beat? I'm like, yo, Mick. I'm like, yo, but, but, but Mick, what about the song? He's like, yo, let me get that beat. I'm like, nah, like, what you mean? I'm like, nigga, this is about this, to be my, this my racket. This is my single. He's like, yo, nah, let me get that beat. <laughs> wow. So I end up telling him where I got the beat from. And he, and he gave me his advice. He was like, yo, I think your lyrics are on point. I think your delivery just needs to be cleaner. Right. Low work. And low work. Which is dope that he, he would even do that. Because a lot of cats wouldn't. You yeah, know? a lot of and, cats and, would. and I'm 21, 22 at the time. So I'm like, I appreciated it. Um, right. So fast forward, fast forward. I, after that tape, it was always stuck in my head. Not even just what he said. Like I, My bars are always going to be there. Right. It was just a matter of my delivery. And that stuck with me. I end up putting out a project, my first project in 2020 called Shut Up and Write. And dope title, by the way. Thank you. And that Double was inspired. Entendre. Exactly. Like um, shout out to my cousin, inspired by the whole Shut Up and Dribble movement. Mm-hmm. Um, I end up hitting up Mick. And I'm like, yo, Mick, I need a I I I I need a verse. Mm-hmm. He's like, send it to me. I sent him the song. Oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> yo skills I sent him the song yo <laughs> yo <laughs> yo skills damn. when I say I get I'm traumatized I'm like fuck damn I know what like, that what means what I gotta do to impress this nigga <laughs> I'm man. Like, I, I know what that means yo that beat <laughs> I'm like, Mick, don't do this again, man. In my mind, right. I'm like, fuck. He's right, like, yo. The other time he did it, it stayed with you. Bruh. Like, don't, yeah, don't do me like that. He's like, yo, this shit is hard. That's I dope. fuck with it. That's dope. And he gave me a verse back that week. That's dope. Um, so it's the record's called Love Me. Um, shout out to Mick. He came so smooth on that verse, man. And right. I'm just so grateful. And that project is actually, shout out to Stolly, executive produced by my brother Stolly. Yeah, Rob, Rob Markman on there, Gerald Walker, Mickey Fax. Um, but yeah, man, that, I, and it's just funny looking back at it 10 years ago. You right. know, nigga, one of my beat. <laughs> nigga say, yo, that beat. Yo, that's that worst beat. Thing, that's the worst thing another MC could say to an MC. Cause yeah, cause I'm like I'm like, what you mean? I'm like, yeah, the beat hard. What about the words? He's like, nah, it's that that beat though. You don't want to be fucking 
Yeah, you don't want to be a nigga and you play your <laughs> homie your song. You say, <laughs> yo, that beat, nigga. Nah. Yeah, yeah, yo, that, yo, that beat. So every time That's Mick, fucked up. every time Mick hits me with a text on yo, I'm like, you fuck. get like, yo, <laughs> I get paranoid and shit. <laughs> but nah, shout out uh, to Mick, man. He did me a super solid with that, man. Um, and I'm forever grateful with that. And my last one, it actually involves Mick as well. So going back to Daytuan Thomas, man, I met Daytuan at an event back in 2010. Mm-hmm. And he gave me so much gems from that. And I remember seeing him one day again on the LIRR, and I didn't have no money to get back home. He paid oh, for wow. my, 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 my train ticket to get back home. Oh, wow. And during that conversation, he's telling me about how he constructed the XXL freshman list. And I told him how, like, my favorite cover, I think it was the 08 cover. It was the 08 cover, 0809. With Mickey Fax, Charles Hamilton, Blue, mm-hmm. Wale, Currency, Kid Cudi, Ace Hood, right. Astro Roth. I'm like, yo, this cover was so dope. And he was the one who put that was his last cover that he put, his freshman right. cover. Fast forward 10 years, I'm the editor of Billboard. And, you know, I'm talking to Mick. Mick comes through with style. And you know, we're chilling, me, Mick, Stiley, and just talking about hip-hop and shit. I'm talking about how much I love that class. And I was like, yo, Mick, you know what I don't want to do? I want to bring back your class and do a, a moderate, a, a group discussion with all 10 of them right? at, at SOBs. Like, I was thinking mm-hmm. that big, and we'll do a right. billboard piece around it. He's like, y'all, what, tell me what you need. We'll get it done. Right. <sighs> Eight out of the 10 said yes. I reached out to Cuddy's team. They were fucking with the idea. They were interested. They're like, yo, this could be something. Just for the nostalgic purposes, this could be something. That 10th person fucked it all up. Was it Wale? It was Wale. It was Wale. And I love Wale to death. That is my brother. That's my brother. brother. But Skrulls, I saw him at the NBA Awards. I think this is 2018. And and this is when I, we already had eight of them down, and, and Cuddy was a maybe. We're chilling, and Wale, he's a little lit, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, we're having dinner. I'm at his table, and I'm like, yo, I'm texting Stiley, like, yo, I'm sitting next to Wale, bro. He's like, yo, talk to him. Look, just see what he says. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Shoot your Boy, shot. shoot the shot. I shoot the shot, and I'm like, yo, I got eight of them down, bro. And he's like, yo, Carl, why the fuck you want to do this, bro? I'm like, yo, for the culture, like this shit would be fire. Like 10 years, all of y'all together. And a lot of people consider this class as a really dope the, class. The best, one of the best. Probably the best probably ones. one of the best class. Yeah, definitely. First thing he asks is me, yo, is Cuddy doing it? And I said, maybe. Like if Cuddy ain't doing it, I ain't doing it. Like why the fuck you stuck on the path? Like I'm on a whole different trajectory. No disrespect mm-hmm. to these niggas. Right. But I'm up here. They're down here. And this is when he had the single with Jeremiah at the time. And I'm like, God damn. Tough ass single. single Tough ass. Hard ass single. Single was big. Hard ass single. But I felt that moment. I, I, I understood. But I also was like, yo, this is, this is when you kind of got to think beyond yourself. Mm-hmm. But you kind of said it earlier. Like some niggas have the mindset where it's like, yo, it's me, me, me. Fuck. Fuck the yeah. culture. Fuck trying to do right yeah. by the culture. I got to think about me. 
That conversation would have went down if he had said yes and Cuddy was already a maybe. We would have put right. together, re reintroduced 10 years later, the 08 freshman class at, at, at SOBs. That would have been hard, though. B.O.B., Corey Guns. And I remember telling him, Mick was so sick when I told him, man. Yeah. Because he told Blue, he told Asher Roth, B.O.B., all of them were down. Right. Damn. And that, yeah. That, that's a moment. And there's so many stories I have like that, man. That stories that were so close that could have been at the finish line. and Yeah, yeah, missed opportunity. Shit ends up being fumbled. But shit, man, sometimes you just got to keep shooting the shots. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. I don't, I don't get... turning turn into something else. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, I don't get dejected by that. And I'm always, yeah. like, I'm a big creator, man. I just love creating moments. Right. You That's know? dope, man. That's dope. So. So, damn. So, damn. Wale didn't do the, the reunion. Wale didn't do the Currency. Reunion, you got you got currency on. on I'm a, what, what was it? I, I'm, amalgam Digital. Amalgam, amalgam Digital. I might have to Google that to see. And I know they yeah. probably had three years in them. <laughs> and, you wasn't, and you wasn't a fan of Watch the Throne. So I wasn't we, a fan we definitely of agreed on that. You said oh, you're and, Gemini and Mickey Fax. Well. And Mickey Fax. And Mickey Fax hit you with the yo. <laughs> hit me with the yo. Give me that beat. Let me get that beat, son. <laughs> Pass me that beat, that's big crazy. dog. We got love. That's crazy, man. So you yeah, say you're a Gemini man. as well? Yes, sir. June 15th. What's your birthday? June 15th. Okay, I'm June 2nd. Oh, there so, we go, yeah. man. June, yeah. brothers. There we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I always tell people, yeah, I got two personalities, but they both cool as a motherfucker. Yeah, like, you know what I hate, man? They try to they try to ping us as, like, these bipolar cats. I'm right. Like, yeah. I'm not, I wouldn't say all that. I'm, I have two sides, you know, but right. not, 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 nothing's just going to hurt you or kill you right, at the end right. of the day. Big facts. So listen, man, before we get out of here, man, let the people know where they can get you at on social, you know what I mean, where they can, you know what I mean, check your work and whatnot. Nah, most definitely, man. Uh, Y'all can find me on all platforms, Twitter, um, Instagram, at the real C-L-T-H-E-R-E-A-L-C-L, numbers two, four. Um, on Twitter, yes, sir. Instagram, um, man, thank you, skills. Nah, um, man, thank you for having me, bro. I, I just appreciate you even taking the time to 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 just give me this this moment, man. Because you know, like like I said, you 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 had a publication that's super super important to the culture, and we never yeah. really know who's behind that curtain. So to be able to shine some light on that, man, and your story and your confessions, man, was super dope, man. I appreciate no, no. you pulling up. Most definitely, and and I appreciate this because at the heart of this, man, my like I said, my essence is is is, is hip hop, and and I was just excited to, to to be able to be on this platform, man, because this this just breeds real hip hop right here, man. So I, I love it, it, man. Thank you, no man. problem, Thank man. You. Appreciate you pulling up. Hey, yo, man, check it out. This is your boy Mad Skill signing off with my man Carl. From Billboard Magazine, Hip Hop Division, and this is, has been, this has been, Hip Hop Confessions, because everybody got one. Here's a little story that must be told. And it goes a little something like this. this, this, this.